Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. In this week's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by someone really, really special. So Carol Niels has done over 57 projects since 2017. 57 projects with over 240 plus units. So Carol, thank you for joining us. Thank you for asking me to be here. You're more than welcome. So for many people in the progressive community know of Carol Niels, but for those that are listening in and they don't know you yet, so tell us a little bit about you, your, um, I guess your background, and where are you based in the country? So, what so I live in Greater for? Manchester. Greater Manchester. Yeah. So for me that doesn't really know Manchester that well, what does uh, Greater Manchester mean? Friendly people. Friendly people. Easier to do deals, yeah. Right. Really friendly people. And when you've done all your projects, are they all in and around Manchester? Yeah, most of them are in around Manchester. Um, we do some in South and West Yorkshire as well because we work with a lot of housing providers. So we cover that whole area of the country to accommodate the housing providers that we specifically work with. Right, and you um, came to Progressive 2015 originally, Yeah, it? 2015. Right. Um, started really getting into the property journey in 2017. Took me right. quite a while to get going. And since then, we've done 57 projects. Right. Um, not all for ourselves, some are for clients. And we've got, as you said, about 246 units. And they're a mix of um, social and private rented sectors. Okay, so when you say social housing, so a lot of people who I see on social media and they're talking about social housing and getting started in social housing. So for anybody who's listening in and thinking, what exactly is social housing? What do you do? Um, What is it and how could people maybe get involved? So I'm involved with quite a few charities um, where I'm either a guardian or a sponsor or I give my time up to go and help in the charity. And I support them uh, both physically and with investments. So some of the people I work with, um, they look after people who are 18 to 24. They've been in foster care, and so they then come into their own first place of their own, um, but they still need a bit of support. Then we do um, substance abuse. We work with uh, companies that deal with, with that area. Um, And a lot of the people, the thing that's wonderful about that is that a lot of the people who work in the business are actually previous clients. Right. Um, And then we do just general homeless, supported living people, people with learning difficulties, people who just need um, a helping hand to get on with life. So they might only be there for 12 months. Right. um, And then they move on to get their own places. So they... The type of properties, do they have to be set out in a certain way? Yep, so everything that we do, whether it's needed or not, we make sure they're fully HMO compliant standards. Right. And we always do that because there's always going to be more than two people in the house. So for anyone listening, (laughs) HMO is houses in multiple occupancy. So you're talking fire doors, emergency lighting, everything, systems, everything. Absolutely everything. And then do these people have to have somebody like take care of them? Yes, so some of them do. So um, one project that we did with um, young autistic people, they had somebody who lived in. So we built an office to the side. So you had the units in the main building and then an office just off to the side where you could have somebody there all the time. Okay, well, um, what made you go down this route? So obviously you said you came to Progressive in 2015. Was this something you were always interested in? What was your background before? So I've been in the hotel industry um, and I've been in the events business. So I've always done um, customer-faced businesses. And 
really, I just like people. And um, my favorite thing is talking. So I experienced uh, situations previously where I'd seen children who weren't being looked after. Um, I'd also lost quite a lot of money in the last recession and my life had changed dramatically. And I realized if it could happen to me, it can obviously happen to absolutely anybody. And I realized that we're also quick to judge people who fall on hard times. And the more I looked into it, the more I realized that they were just really generally ordinary people who had suffered a bad hand and they'd had no one to help pick pick them up again. So one of the chaps that I know really well, he's set up a center in Burnley and they run uh, 22 units and a massive support service for veterans. Because I don't know if you know, but it's really hard for veterans to get support in the UK. Yeah. It's not like it is in America at all. Um, and the more you look into that, it's, it just feels like a much better way to invest yours and investors' money. Because yeah. they can get great returns, but you're helping society yeah, to become... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess for a lot of people who say, you know, they're always landlord bashing about landlords are bad and landlords are stopping people buying homes, etc. Yeah. Um, for what, what would you say to those type of people who are listening to this maybe about what are landlords all bad? No, they're not. I just think they have a preconceived idea about us because I would say that the majority of people I know, especially the ones that have come into the industry in the last 10 years, um, their properties are amazing. They're all really concerned. I know so many of them who've helped people the last two, three years um, who, who haven't paid their rent. I mean, we've got a person who has barely paid his rent for the last two and a half years, and he's paying £150 a month less than the market rent. But yet we still work with him to try and help him to stay there and pay off his debts. Landlords are no, really great. Because like anything, you can get good and bad car mechanics and good and bad yeah. mechan- landlords, good and bad everything. Um, in terms of your social housing, so these tenants, obviously, they're, you know, from drug addiction to alcoholism to um, ch- children issues, etc. They cannot pay their own rent, I guess. So is it all government funded? How does that side? Of- yeah, it is. It's pretty much government funded, except where you have a um, small sector of the homeless um, sector where they have to find work that might be 10 16 hours a week and they have to pay a top up from their work so they will pay let's just pretend they'll pay a hundred pound um towards utilities because they have to learn to take responsibility they have to learn to budget manage they have to learn to go out and be in a job because if they come out of prison um you know they've been institutionalized and what we're trying to do is we're trying to help them back into the system yeah completely okay um, and then regards the property. So a lot of people that I meet and, and you hear about and see on social media and stuff is think, well, if I give my property to uh, somebody who's on drugs or was on drugs or coming off drugs or somebody who's just out of prison, my house will get completely trashed, etc. Um, do you have much issues with damage? How do you uh, mit- mitigate that risk? Hand on heart, I, I couldn't say that it's never happened. Of course, it has happened. But by the same token, it's definitely happened with private tenants as well. Mm. So, you know, I wouldn't say that just because people have had substance abuse or been in prison, they're going to be any different whatsoever. You know, I can show you properties I renovated and within two weeks I wanted to cry because we had doctors and vets and all and the places were terrible. So it's no different, no different at all. But we 
have contracts with the landlords. So the landlords would have a contract with our company and we maintain the property in general. The only thing the landlord would ever have to look after would be the plumbing, the roof, that sort of thing. Um, And then if we ever hand it back, which we generally haven't so far, um, we've renewed the leases for everybody. Um, It gets handed back in the condition we took it assuming fair wear and tear. Yeah. But if a door got broken, we would replace it. You know, right. there's no comeback to the landlord on that. So you're basically doing these on like rent-to-rent contracts? For the landlord, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you were an investor, um, I, I might take your money, buy a property, renovate it for you, offer you a five-year lease, and that's it. You have, you're completely hands-off. Right, so you can source. So as well as just going to a landlord and offering them guaranteed rent for his property and then renting it out, for supported living, you're actually finding properties for investors. Yeah. And then offering them not only to find them a property and do it up and add value for them, but actually rent it, give them five years guaranteed rent as well. Yeah. So they've got a hands-free, completely hands-free portfolio. Yeah, because a lot of people we work with, you know, they don't live anywhere near where we are. Yeah. So they want the line of lease resistance. Okay. And and you said you do this in different towns across, the, yeah. just across the north of England or, any, or anywhere? So one of our um, providers that we work with quite closely, they operate in different areas. So they might operate in Swindon or Worcester, uh, Birmingham. So we're doing things around there for them. But what we have to make sure of is wherever we work, we have people that we can trust to do the work um, because that's really, really important that everything goes right. Does the landlord get similar rent to a normal rent that they get from a normal tenant for sure yeah. um yeah and and the major bonus is no voids no management fees right. at all so they have none of those problems and you know even if you had a buy to let if you get a new tenant in you've got to pay inventory in inventory out and tenant fine fees you have none of that yeah so you save about 22 percent over the year i suppose over five so if you say a five-year contract to a landlord when you give it to, do you give it to a local councillor, like a housing provider? No, I usually, I, ha, I do do some with local councils, but the majority of mine are uh, arrangements I have with housing providers okay. that I have a specific relationship. And will they, will they give you a, a five-year contract as well? Or oh, they yeah, they, they give me. So the thing that's really lucky for me is that because I work with them so closely, yeah. I get preferential rate, which right. I can offer around the country. Right. So it's not, you don't really have that worry that, you know, you take on a property for five years and then the, land, the provider says, we only need it for six weeks or no, something. No, no, never. Yeah. Never. Okay. So it's pretty much guaranteed money for the landlord and also guaranteed money for you. Yeah. Because, I guess, government backed. Yeah, completely. Okay. Um, so for, if anybody was um, interested in something like that or wanted to reach out to you, how could they find you? Um, so they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, um, through, yeah, any, any of those social media means LinkedIn. Right. And my company's Clearwater Property Partners. Clearwater so Property Partners. Yes, they want to find yeah. me on the website. Cool. Um, what is that all you do now, or do you do other stuff? No, as no, well? we do do small commercial conversions. Um, so we've just finished twelve flats, right. which we've let to the private rented sector. Um, they that was a big office, and then we uh, converted a basement into self-serving office there as well that will accommodate eight people. It's quite small. Um, just doing a pub which we're converting to nine flats that actually will be for social housing. Um, doing a property in Huddersfield, that's going to be for one of my providers. And, um, and I've just taken on 
a property in Swinton using your techniques from because basically the landlord's gifting me the building. All right. Okay. I'm doing the work. Yeah. And um, when the work's finished and it's valued, I'll then give him an amount of money and I'll keep the building. Right. Cool. So I'm going to convert that into a flat and then um, around the side, there's another flat and I'm going to convert that into four units. Right. Um, you said you came to Progressive 2015, but only really started get going in 2017. So what was it for the first couple of years that sort of held you? Back? Oh, my God. Well, I'd lost a lot of money. Right. So that was um, the bad right. mindset. That was the, in the 2000s, is it? Yeah. Um, and I, it had taken me years to kind of work my way through that. Right. And I'd been in hiding for five years. And then I just kind of one day thought, shall I go to the gym or shall I go to this meeting? And I, that's actually the truth. Right. Because um, that's what everybody does in January, isn't it? And so I came to this meeting and I remember being terrified, which is so weird if you knew me. Um, and then I did the VIP program at the time. But I mean, the first time I went to the VIP program, I walked in and cried. And then I left. And then after that, you know, I, my confidence started to come back. Right. But... I focused on what I didn't want rather than what I did want. Right. And that's why it took me two years of working on myself through the support of the progressive team to get it started. And then once I got started, it just evolved. Right. And of course, and I've stayed coming to progressive. I haven't just come and done one thing and gone away. I've continued coming back yeah. more and more because for me, it gives me the support that I need, and the drive, and the family, and the, the tribe. Yeah. However... Keeps focused. It does, for me, it does, yeah. for sure. Um, for anyone who's listening to this who's maybe um, tried to do property, struggling at the moment, hitting a few roadblocks, what sort of advice would you give them? You have to just believe in yourself. You have to know that everybody can do it. It's just about wanting to do it enough. And you have to find a tribe that makes you happy and comfortable and supports you. Okay. Trying what's, to do it on your own is no good. Yeah, yeah for sure. What, um, what's next for Carol? So where are you going next? Next, um, I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. I really want to help four of the charities that I work with. They've all got specific needs for buildings that they need to house people because the government's restrictions are becoming tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, so I've got a mission to find four buildings for them. What part of the country? All in Greater Manchester, those. Okay. Um, but, you know, that's not easy because we all have a finite amount of money. Yeah. And we need investors to work with in order to develop those buildings. What type of buildings are they looking that's, for? Well, we need community centres. And we need a community centre with 22 units above it to provide accommodation. Right. So because they've... What's happened with one of them is they've been in business for 33 years, but um, a big developer who has got a lot of projects on around the country, um, they've taken their space and nothing has been provided for them since. So they just kept keep moving from pillar to post. And I really want to find them a permanent home in Manchester. Okay, cool. So if anybody's listening to this and you're in Manchester area and you could help Carol with that, reach out to her on one of her social media platforms. I'd love um, that. That would be amazing. And it's helping everybody. Um, what's been your biggest challenge in property? Me. My biggest 
me, my mindset, my belief in myself, my self-worth, 100%. Now, for people listening to this, to listen to somebody who's done 57 projects to say, me, my self-worth, they'll be like, what are you talking about? So could you give us a bit more into that? It's just true. I, I, I did a, a, a mastermind, uh, you know, a retreat yeah. um, in Marbella not that long ago. And you have to do your goals and your achievements for three years. And you have to say what the end value is going to be. And when I had to stand up and do mine, I started crying. Because somebody said, because I couldn't say the, the number. And they're like, you don't believe you're worth it, do you, Carol? And that was it. I was gone. Because for some reason, I haven't believed I'm worth the success. I haven't believed I'm worth what I've got. And, but I mean, you know, the, the, the more I surround myself with people here, um, and especially working with you, I've found that that's got better and better and better. And helping on the gold mastermind, for me, that's been fantastic because I love the fact that what I've gone through, my experience, I can share with those people and they then get a result which makes them feel better mm. And they know that it works. Yeah. So that's, for me, the best. Okay, so um, for anybody who's like sort of interested in social housing, wanting to do stuff in property, help out in property, you've got to be reaching out to Carol because it's a big opportunity out there and a lot of people need help right now, especially in the recession, especially what's happening in the UK at the moment. So make sure you touch base, reach out to her and find out how you can help her on her vision. And I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing a little bit of your journey. We will get Carol back on another time to go a little bit deeper into these 57 projects and exactly what she's done on these projects and how you could learn how to do that too. But for now, thank you for coming on the podcast, Carol. And um, we're going to be hearing a lot more about Carol Neils in the coming months and years. Thank you, Kev. So, guys, I've been Kevin McDonnell. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast and Carol Neils. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>